0: Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to Cover Your Assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank.
1: The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker.
2: Good morning, everybody. Last Saturday of August already, and I am here with Village Bank's President Alicia Webb, as we always are, last Saturday of every month. And this is, I think, a timely show uh, in the times of uncertainty, which I think we're kind of in. A lot of things going on economically Your village banker has advice for helping you weather the storm. So the name of the show is Weathering the Economic Storm that we're going through. And I I suspect that might be of interest to a whole lot of people. (laughs) Uh, uh, Village Bank is a community bank for entrepreneurs built by an entrepreneur. Uh, That is really important when you understand that when you're trying to build a business, you want somebody who understands what you're going through. Uh, The bank has a goal of working with entrepreneurs. They mm-hmm. love, Alicia, business owners, right? We mm-hmm. love business owners. And if you want more information and want to find a bank that is interested in working with you as a business owner, then you can go to www.villagebankonline.bank. I'll say that again, mm-hmm. www.villagebankonline.bank. So we do find ourselves in uncertain times. Uh, are we in a recession? I don't know. Who do you talk to? Some people say yes, some people say no, but I think all the indicators say yes. That's just my own bias. Mm -hmm. Uh, How is inflation impacting your customers, the products you sell, the customers you service, and what's happening with the supply chain, if you're involved in that segment, if that's a part of your business, supply chain issues and the challenges therein? Uh, How will you meet staffing needs? Oh, man, finding Mm -hmm. people to work. What is it? Four or five hundred thousand less workers in the marketplace for employers to hire. Not enough people. Today, we're going to provide banking tips to help your business weather these uncertain times. So with that, we've got some questions we're going to ask of Alicia. We're going to talk about them and if you have any questions, you know, certainly go to uh, the the villagebankonline.bank. There is a place where you can actually email them. You can also go to where, Alicia, where else can they go to ask questions of you?
0: They can go to LinkedIn. They can give me a call at the bank, (laughs) 763-780-7100. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to reach out i think the main the main message here is reach out i mean like you said there's leading indicators you turn on every any radio station any tv station you read a blog all indicators point to recession and so um do i think the funnel cloud is over our head I mean, it's out there, right? It's in the horizon. There's still liquidity. There's still government programs. I think Biden just signed something else and, um, where there's going to be more liquidity staying in the market. I think, um, you have rates going up. I think you have a lot of people continuing to fluctuate with what career are they, where are they going to go? Who are they going to work for? But then you have these owners, these local entrepreneurs that are sitting back, Todd, and saying, Okay, well, yeah, great. I just hired, you know, three guys to run my machines. But what skill set? Did they run this software before this technology before? Okay, now we have to work as a team. Do they understand my supply chain? Do they understand our clients and what their special needs are? Um, how are we going to work as a team? I'm paying them 15% more than I did before. And what does that mean? Um, when my interest rate goes up on my line of credit, how am I going to afford this? What's going to hit the bottom line? Do I still want to be an entrepreneur if I'm not making as much money? I mean, right? It's like this trickle down effect that I think we don't, that not everyone thinks about, right? Before, before we started the show, you said to me, Alicia, an interesting question would be, what kind of business would you finance? What industry would you finance today? And what did I say, Todd?
2: Any business that's management is good.
0: Absolutely. I mean, really, you want managers that are thinking like this. You want managers that have a whiteboard out and they're talking about the trickle-down effect. But then they're looking at that and they're going, okay, so where's the opportunity? All right, if this happens, what are we going to do? And if this happens, what are we going to do? Right? That's who you want. So we don't care if it's investment property. We don't care if it's a franchise, nothing but cakes, right? Like, we don't care. It's just, do you have great management that's thinking ahead about where those opportunities lie?
2: You know, we had a number of people. You actually, in 2021, highlighted a number of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. who essentially took and created what I love to say took lemons and turned it into lemonade, So, during some of what might be considered very stressful times, they actually found a way to not only survive but to thrive more so as a result. So, before any of you get too doom and gloom about this whole area or or position that we're in right now, remember that these are quite frankly the opportunities Mm -hmm. that people wait for. So, when you when you talk to somebody like when you if you ever listen to Warren Buffett, these are the times that he waits for. Yes. These are where, this is where the opportunity is. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, our, our big entrepreneurs, you know, my job is to be out with the entrepreneurs and listen all day long, every day. doesn't matter if it's Saturday or Sunday. Like, what do they need? Because that's actually the time that they can pause and think. And just today, I was talking to one of our entrepreneurs who was sitting on a lot of cash. And his first call was, hey, you get a building back, you get land back, I want to know about it right away. And to a banker, we love that, right? Because there's a troubled asset... <laughs> We're, we don't want to hold it. We want to get rid of it. Plus, we have someone sitting on cash to grab it. And he knows it because he's been through that last cycle. He took advantage of it. And now it's his time to run again. He knows that time is coming. I think, um, you know, even today, folks talk about rates going up. That's, I mean, yeah, they're not artificially low anymore. But they're not high. I mean, we remember 9%, 10%, 12% floor, or I'm sorry, 12% ceilings. Like we're not there, and so if you think of an SBA, 7A loan today, yeah, you're not getting the 100% or the 90% guarantee and fees paid anymore. You got the fees, you can finance the fee. Um, you could do a seven or 10 year AM. Your rates are still lower than they ever were before, and that is the bank is willing then to help you buy a business, to help you grow your business, capital, equipment, hire new people. Whatever that might be, because the SBA programs are out there. They don't look like they did a year ago, but guess what? Either does our economy. Either does the opportunities. Just this last week, we we had a loan go through a young guy, lots of energy, lots of excitement, has another business, found an opportunity in the south south side of the city to buy two franchises. And they've been ran by some folks that were very covid adverse. Todd, they um, didn't want to go out and meet with new clients. They had some health issues. So you saw their numbers. Plummet, but they had kept such great track of their pipelines and the business that they continue to do that We know what those opportunities are out there. So we're financing him. We're financing him to do this and um, He's gonna kill it. I He's gonna do a great job. And so those opportunities are still out there You need to go look for them and find them.
2: Well, I think even maybe position for them. You know a a business Uh, If you're building a business and you're not planning on selling it anytime soon, but you would like to take advantage of opportunities in the marketplace, there's certainly something to be said for positioning your financials Mm -hmm. to look attractive for financing. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to take advantage of these opportunities, chances are you're not going to be paying for them with cash. You may put cash down, but you're going to need the financing. And as I've said many, many times, sometimes your limitation or often your limitation to growth is your access to financing. Mm -hmm. So when Mm -hmm. you, when you consider that this might be a year where ordinarily at the end of the year, as we've talked about on multiple occasions here, you have a good profit margin and your way of offsetting that profit margin is buying a whole bunch of equipment so that you can use that money for expenses and avoid the tax on that profit margin. It might be good to carry that profit margin, pay the taxes on it, look profitable, qualify for more money in financing to be in a better position to take opportunity or take advantage of the opportunity that will come in the following year.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about that. Do you have equity in your home today? Do you have equity in your cabin today? Do you have equity in your commercial building, any of your investment properties, be them um, residential or commercial, industrial? Um Go get a HELOC, go get a line of credit. Maybe you're gonna refinance them and for and and you know amortize the payments out a little further. So not only do you have cash flow, but potentially you're even taking some cash out, whether it's a fixed rate or I'm you know, a term and your payments go down a little because you've amortized it out further, or you're doing that second. Uh, mortgage or that HELOC on a residential property, home equity loan, where you have access to cash. What I often find is that, uh, I mean, literally, I was having this conversation earlier today. Um, I've got a client who has two residential properties today that he owns free and clear. He rents them both out, so they not only do they have equity, but... They also have cash flow. He's getting rent every month. He has to pay, you know, a couple of the fixed costs, things taxes and stuff, but he doesn't have a mortgage, no P and I on it. So he has cash flow and he has loan and he has equity. What he's gonna do is he's gonna get a line of credit. Um, and so there's an opportunity coming up with a commercial building that he wants to purchase. That way, when that building comes, comes up on the market, he can snatch it. He can say, I've got some cash to put down. I'll do this. And the, that gives us time. He's already a client. We can shore up a loan from very quickly and make sure he has a loan to purchase that building. But he also, he always wants to have access to cash. He actually just said this to me. He said, prices are too high today. But Alicia, as soon as prices drop, I'm grabbing that.
2: So equity lines, lines of credit, are are your ability to be decisive when you find Mm -hmm, these opportunities. mm -hmm. And so I guess the only thing that I would maybe bring up again that you kind of touched on, but not specifically, but I know you Mm -hmm. meant this, and that is to go and get the home equity lines before you need them, not after you find something. That delays the process. Have that available to you. Remember, on a line of credit, you're generally not paying any interest on the money until and when if you use it Mm -hmm. so it's available to you so that you can be decisive and act quickly when opportunities arise Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. now keep in mind i'm to all my friends in community banking let me let me preface it with this today banks have liquidity today today banks have core funding that's all your your money sitting in your deposit accounts your checkbook right um today that's there now As we continue down this recession path and you have your little radar on your phone and you see the little storm coming on in, liquidity is going to become sparse, more sparse. And so we're going to start to say, see banks say, hey, look, Todd, you've had this line of credit out there for two years and you haven't borrowed against it. When I go to renew it, I'm going to charge you a fee or I'm gonna charge you a fee on the portion you didn't use going forward, right? Those things will start to happen. We used to have them, we didn't have them for a long time. Those things, it will start to happen again. Those policies, those procedures, those tactics are gonna start to happen. Don't get mad at your community banker because remember, your community banker is always going to be there for you during these
2: opportunistic
0: times what you're not going to be able to do is walk into the big box bank and ask for something. And they're going, sorry, I got, you don't meet this box. We're not doing investment real estate today, dot, 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 right? By the way, that guy won't be there in six months when you go back either. Community bankers will be there. They'll be able to walk you through a process. They'll be able to understand the market, the local community, and they'll be able to help you out. So today, probably not going to see a lot of non-usage fees on lines of credit or different equity loans. In the future, you might. And I think as an entrepreneur, you have to say, what is this opportunity risk worth to me? Or what can you negotiate with your banker, right? But I I want people to think about that because just because there's a fee, non-usage fee, et cetera, that, that isn't always bad. Sometimes it makes sense to wait for, to, to have that so you can have the availability of cash for when the right opportunity is there.
2: And the right opportunity can more than make up for those fees. That's just general oh, tightening yeah. up of the market. Yeah. Don't forget the other issue is that the banker is being pressured on their side of the table, so they have to take that portion of that, that pressure and bring it on to their their clients because they have to have a strong book of business as well. And so it's it, it's it's okay. It's a small price to pay, but the opportunity is so much greater and so much farther mm-hmm. outweighs that mm-hmm. that it's really a non-issue. I I I think the other thing that you want to think about, Alicia, is how inflationary times, which I do believe we're in, how that affects your business because some businesses it it affects them in that it increases their bit their book of business their volume. Other businesses may suffer. So think about your business mm-hmm. and maybe think about. Other complementing lines that you could offer or carry that would be better suited for mm-hmm. these inflationary times. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. I mean, so just talking to Machine Shop last night on the way home, and this is one of the best operators I know. Um, I mean, he's an EOS traction. He owns his business with a couple partners. Super steady, steady uh, workflow. Really great clients. Um, receivable list. <sighs> nothing over 60 days, probably historically managers, they're long-term, et cetera. Just last night, we were having the conversation that he's had four people leave for more money. Um, And I'm not talking a lot. This is
2: becoming a thing, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, so think about what his income statement looks like. He's got to take the time to rehire. That's going to affect the flow of his business, which affects his cash flow, which affects the receivable list. He's going to also have to now take the time to train these guys because his equipment is good. Like, think about the equipment you got out there. It's no longer replacing a machine. He's invested in equipment that now has software, so he can run 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Because he's like, Alicia, I don't know when I'm getting my raw materials in. And he's the middle of the line for a lot of the pieces of equipment that he makes. So, like, he's waiting for it to get to him so he can put Part B in. So then he can ship it for Part C, right? And so a lot of times things are coming in at, you know, different different timelines. So he's talking to me about this process that what does four guys leaving do to him and all the gaps that it puts and how does he align his business? So then he starts to say, where can we focus right now where I have enough guys or I have a piece, a machine where I've got the expertise trained in on deck. Let's focus there. Let's see if we can get that those materials faster or even if I have to pay up to get them in a little quicker because I know I'm a well-oiled machine on this line of business. Over here I'm struggling, right, because he's got to train the new guys in. Not to mention the fact that, He's got a large, large, large line of credit that is not a fixed rate. So his interest expense continues to go up, yet his income is going down because he's not able to fully function on a very profitable line. So you're these entrepreneurs today have to start to really break down that income statement from an expense and a revenue side and say, where's this going to start to affect me? What lines of business can I continue to run at full capacity? Because I got my first, second and third guy in line. I'm able to get my raw material and supplies. My machines are up and running. Let's go. Where am I struggling? Where do I have someone I think might leave? I don't got a good manager. It's hard to get, you know, something shipped over from China, whatever it is. Those are the pieces that you've got to start to look at. The other thing that I really like about him, he goes out and he's in all of the economic roundtables, Todd, that support his line of business. So he knows, he hears what's going on in the Midwest, the East Coast, South, West Coast, and he's always listening to his industry as a whole. So he's really aware of what's coming, what the opportunities might be, any barriers to entry if he wants to go to a new line of business to try to pick up his revenue. Um, he's just, he, you know, even in a bad year, I'd finance that guy all day long because I know he's going to get out of it he's diversified he owns two different pieces of real estate
2: you bring up a lot of a lot of points inadvertently just as you're flying through this one of them is that having access to money given that you have to now hire and train new people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know somebody can have 15 years of experience in the business you're in but not working for you and that means there's going to be a time there's going to be a gestational time to get them up to speed to what i call proficiency where they're making you more money than you're actually paying them and that means you're burning cash, spending more money than you may be making in those times of training, and you have to be prepared for those things. So that's uh, a number one issue.
0: Well, and it's all—it's not just the four that left. It's as a an owner and an entrepreneur, you have to say, okay, you know, maybe it's okay that Bill left or Frank left, you know, stinks that Tyler walked out, but. But the real question is, how is this going to affect my A players? What's the perception? Right. Those are the things so that you
2: have culture to deal with all the time.
0: Oh, boy. I don't care if you're a villager or I mean, like, yes, you've got culture, whether it's a good culture or a tough culture. Your company always has culture and the A players are always aware of what's going on. They're always aware of it. And so it's how do you make sure they f- feel safe? What are you doing today to incent them differently, to let them know that you want them and you need them?
2: And and to do that, you know, as uh, it, you know, as you were talking about the different ways that this individual makes money, this is a conversation I have with people all the time where someone may have a diversified portfolio of products or services that they offer. And certainly the diversification provides... Uh, or minimizes risk so mm-hmm. there's value in that mm-hmm. but there should always be a conversation of what are the products or services that you offer that make the most money with the resources that you have mm-hmm. which is to say how is i could i could do the same volume and maybe even less than the previous year but i could in fact make more money mm-hmm. because of the way i structure my business so there's certainly something to be concerned with Leverage how to make the most money with the resources I have available to me something Maybe you didn't want to look at before because you consider yourself this or that meaning that you're extraordinary in this line But oftentimes people who have a practitioner mindset are focused on being good at something that maybe others are not but doesn't make the most money
0: mm-hmm. Well, it's the pink or blue, right? You like pink. I like blue. We don't really care What are the margins on it? Do I have the expertise? Can I get the raw materials? Do I have folks that are going to pay me for it today and aren't going to sit for 180 days on a receivable list? And then you become the bank, like we're the bank. We got you. You make, you know, you make the stuff. You get paid for it. We'll be your bank. I think those are all pieces that. Yes, it's understanding the margins today. But what if rates go up? What if a client leaves, et cetera? What, how would that affect it? Because then maybe pink is actually worth more than blue.
2: Well, in addition, it's, it's an interesting thing that owners don't take advantage of the very same things that maybe are being imposed upon them which is that they're not staying current with the increasing market costs that are going along. Mm -hmm. If they do that, when you talk about raw materials, just like an investment property, when we own investment property, we love inflation because our principal and interest remains the same while we're able to increase our market rents or our leases. Mm -hmm. Well, if you make a large purchase of raw material in the face of inflationary increasing costs, you own that raw material at at a fixed price, but if you stay close to the increasing cost, you're making more and more margin as time Mm -hmm. goes along with that large supply of material. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a break here. We're with Alicia Webb. We're talking about riding out and dealing with the economic storm we're dealing with. I think it's a fabulous topic and uh, really appreciate you tuning in here. I hope that you're uh, taking notes because I think we're really covering a lot of great stuff Mm -hmm. in a short period of time. We'll Mm -hmm. be right back. Mm -hmm. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com.
0: Are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you? If you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business, I would like to welcome you to our village, Village Bank. Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at VillageBankOnline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank.
3: Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second-generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. He
1: can lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds. And he has the power to regenerate entire limbs.
2: Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412 Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arlis Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information Again, accounting offices.net or by simply calling 763 786 0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So again, last Saturday of, of August here. Every month, last Saturday of every month, we have Village Bank's uh, president Alicia Webb. Uh, she runs and and uh, manages that that wonderful bank. They are a relationship bank uh, built by an entrepreneur for entrepreneurs. If you are a business owner, if you desire to be a business owner at some point, this is the place you want to bank. Uh, but in in fairness. I just love the idea that I can have these conversations heart-to-heart with somebody who is in the banking industry, because I really think that banking for a lot of people, they go into a bank, they try to get a loan, whether they succeed or fail, they don't even know why they succeeded or failed, other than, well, I've got an 800 credit score, which very frankly, when you get into business financing, it is so much less about that, and so much more about your financial position, whether you're solid, and whether you know what you're doing in your business. and. And then having a relationship with a bank. So that's why I think doing these these shows is so good. So at the break, Alicia and I were talking about the challenge that people are having with acquiring uh, employees, new talent, getting that talent, and then keeping them in the first place. So... A few things that I'll say, um, Alicia at the break said said um, I'm not a big fan of the uh, you know the the recruiting organizations and I'll, I'll ask her in a moment why that is, but I can tell you that I have conversations with my clients that I coach and work with as to how to find talent and one of the things I'm certain Alicia is going to agree with is go where they go. Um, if they belong to an organization, a professional or, or even, even a personal, uh, place, you know, maybe they're into hunting and people who are in Mm -hmm. your business are into hunting, or maybe there's associations for people who are in that particular line of work. Look, you want to become a part of that. You want to, uh, if possible, if there's a, a CE component, continuing education or certification for those people, you would love to be able to teach once a month or once a week at these places so that the people who are new coming into the business or the people who are getting recertified in the business know you, you know them, and you have a relationship to pick and choose. And then, of course, you create a database of all of these people, just like you do with customers, and you're reaching out and touching these people with important industry information on at least a monthly basis. So whenever they choose to leave the company they're with or start with a new company, you are top of mind, Mm -hmm. and immediately they're looking to... To you. That's an example of some of the things I talk to people about. Now, you know a lot more, Alicia, about keeping talent because you are challenged with that every day. You run a big organization. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that.
0: Absolutely. I think, I mean, and listen, I'm no expert here either. Our village has gone through turnover as well, just like everyone else has. And when you have village values like ours, put relationships first is the number one value why Don started our bank. Um, that's why we'll continue to be a bank because we put relationships first. As we put relationships first, Folks do leave, and I think it's making sure that you're treating everyone with respect, and your are is ex- exiting them gracefully, and you're 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 treating them the way you would want anyone to treat your villagers, right? Like so, for us, it's always about putting relationships first and treating people right, even on the way out, right? Like that is that. <laughs> And it's not just, we're not doing it to, because it's a value. We're doing it because it's exactly who we are, right? We only hire villagers. And this sounds a little bit soft, I think, especially for what you and I usually talk about. It's not. If you don't have alignment in your values, you don't have alignment in your clients, there's not inclusion between the way we treat our villagers and the way we treat our entrepreneurs and how do they show up together, it's all fake and you've got people just rotating for a couple grand more, right? I mean, that, that's what's going on. I think, um, as far as re- all my friends that are recruiting, I think you do a fantastic job. With that being said, what I will say is that for me, recruiting looks a lot more like I mentioned, you know, the guy that the client I was on the phone with last night that has a machine shop. He said, Alicia, what can I do for you? I got to get going. What can I do for you? I said, you can find me a banker for my North Market. I need a great commercial banker for my North Market. Would you send me a name? Will you ask around for me? Done, right? Like that to me is recruiting because he's just going to do the right thing because he knows he probably will have an opportunity to work with that banker. So he's going to look around. He's going to look at a chamber event. He's going to, Maybe talk to one of his buddies when they're having a beer at Route 65, and he's going to ask, who do you use? Hmm, can I get a name and number? I want to send it over to Alicia. That, to me, is recruiting. That's recruiting all day long. Um, I also think it's higher. we got such a strong senior team at Village. I've got a real strong senior team, Michelle and Craig. So it's us saying, guys, who do we know in the industry? Who do we want to work with again? Who have we talked about in the past? Let's go back to them and see where they're at today. It's constantly talking about our culture on social media it's constantly talking about our real loyal villagers i mean today i was with Ilea who has been at the bank for 14 years 14 years think about that i mean she has a skill set and experience and knowledge of our village that that quite frankly i don't have different different perspective but what does she know that i know we have five village values that we stick by and that's why she's there and so i think It's so important that anytime we're hiring, no matter what the skill set, the expertise, the amount of loans that they brought in in a really good economy, we always go back to, are they villagers? Are they going to respect our culture? How are we, how will they iterate our culture when they join? Because every time someone joins, they're iterating your culture just a little bit, right? Think about that. And so you want to make sure that you have the right talent. Um, you don't want to just fill a gap to fill a gap. Um, I think being real clear about expectations up front and allowing the team to go out and hire, allowing that team to go out and make those hires. And and even when you might say, "Mm, scratch your head a little, trusting them, knowing that they've got it, right? Walking through the pieces that you did well and... Maybe the pieces you you have some regrets on, and as a leader, being very humble about it and admitting it. I think that's a big deal, too.
2: I think from both sides, uh, acquiring talent and and finding a better job, the more it becomes commoditized, the less meaningful it is.
0: This is the thing. I mean, you know, you and I were talking about um, acquiring businesses just to acquire talent. Guess what? Those folks aren't going to stay with you. They might have an 18, 24-month non-compete. They're not necessarily going to stay with you, right? Um, and I think you're starting to find, we've actually come across this already, Todd, that folks that maybe left for, you know, 16 grand more, or whatever it might be, now they're, they're calling us back because they're saying, oh, that's not the same there. What well, I was c-
2: certainly, there's a what goes around comes around type mm-hmm. thing that you have to be aware of, mm-hmm. certainly. Uh, but these these folks who come to you, even if they come to you by way of a headhunter or recruiting organization... Mm-hmm. It's incumbent upon you to make them More within their position so that they feel like they're a part of something so that it's not simply a commodity. So Mm -hmm. in other words, even if they came to you in that way, how can you turn it around and make it more of a human thing where this person's a part of something bigger than themselves and feel like they're a real important component to the business overall? Not respective of the income or anything else, just something that gives them ownership within the business.
0: Yes. So that's a great point. And I think since we're talking to primarily entrepreneurs today, part of what you know i just adore about entrepreneurs and and quite frankly our culture Is that earn it? You gotta earn it. You gotta grind. You gotta build. And that is one big serious talk that before anyone comes on the team, it's kind of like that. Have that scare them away talk, right? If you're not gonna get out of bed every single day breathing and, and thinking and dreaming about our village values and how you're gonna earn it and you're gonna build it today and you're gonna call that client back and you thought of something new for that entrepreneur that's trying to buy that piece of equipment, like don't show up, right? We're, 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 we're an entrepreneurial business. We're a bank, we're professional, but we are an entrepreneurial business that's building and you got to earn it. No one's sitting on a pedestal. And I think that how do you have that pay for performance? How do you talk about that before they start so there's not surprises when they walk in the door? And most entrepreneurs are like that process isn't perfect. Procedures aren't necessarily perfect, but you're getting there and you're working towards it. And I think like that is something that especially in a tougher economy, how do you build that earn it mentality? How do you hire for that build it mentality
2: how do you How do you give someone the latitude yeah. to make something happen with the potential that they may make a mistake if, mm-hmm. if you 're there 's a big difference and i talked about this before there 's a big difference between A practitioner mindset and an entrepreneurial mindset entrepreneurial mindset is all about the business practitioners tend to be so focused on the work they have this attitude if you want something done you right you got to do it yourself well that is never going to allow you to build team in the Mm -hmm. way that you need to build team you need to give people the opportunity to 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 get things done maybe in a way that's different than you would do it but that person then grows and becomes Mm -hmm. a more valuable component to the team if you never give them that opportunity doesn't happen. I've got a book on my shelf in my office, uh, Make It So. If you've ever watched Star Mm. Trek, Jean-Luc Picard would never tell people how to do what they did. He would simply say, Make It So. (laughs) And uh, it's a great book. And you want to think about that as as somebody who's trying to build a business and build team and giving people the ability to grow and be a part of your team. We're going to take another break here. With uh, We're sitting with Alicia Webb. The name of our show today is How to Thrive and Survive in the Storm, obviously, that we're dealing with right now. And we're talking about the things that are challenges and how you might overcome them. So hopefully you're enjoying it. We'll be right back with Alicia Webb from Village Bank. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutions.com For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number, 612-271-4047. Hi,
4: I'm Kimberly Naibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40 percent, while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnaibo.com.
3: Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company my team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. Mike Overson here of Minnesota Home Talk. With today's housing market, buying a house is a competition. To win in a multiple offer situation, you have to work with a local lender who has the reputation of being 100% reliable. Come to the winning team. Get pre-approved for your loan by one of the top lenders in the nation, the Mike Overson Mortgage Team at Luminate Home Loans. We will help you win. Call me at 612 202 8321 that's Mike Overson at 612-202-8321 or go to applywithmike.com
2: Find Arles Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763 786 0639. That contact information again accounting offices.net or by simply calling 763 786 0639. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. So we were talking about employees and getting good employees, where to go to get them, how to keep them, making them a part of something big. And there's so much to this. I mean, it, you know, it, it is it is probably the number one thing I hear from mm. a lot of business owners. Hey, I'm not even worried about getting more business. And, you know, what a, what a problem to have. Um, you always should be. But um, I don't have anybody to fulfill the orders. How, where do I how do I do that? And so I think covering that topic, I mean we could spend a week on it and still absolutely. not do what do it justice.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. We I was sharing with you during the break that I had read this uh a while ago this Harvard Harvard Business <sighs> Review. So HBR, you guys can Google it, there's tons of them. They're great as far as management, leadership, leader um change management, et cetera. And so one was talking about um how do you retain good talent, right? Because I'll be honest. Right now, yes, of course we want to hire more villagers. More importantly, let's take care of the villagers that we have. Let's give them opportunity so they never feel passed. More more people
2: leaving the back door than coming in the front door.
0: Yeah, we got to take care of them. Remember their perception, whether it's a a a great employee or a tough employee. Like if they leave, it's those a players' perception. So. We, so at Village, we've been looking at that, and it's like, how do we make sure that we have up to date technology, right? So no matter if you're a machine shop, if you're a bank, if you're a law firm, whatever, how do you have tech? And I'm not saying you have to be the first to market. You got to have the biggest, greatest, best technology out there, but how do you just make sure it's up to date? Like, we, you can work alongside technology that actually functions and works. Um, how do you make sure that there's a development plan, that you have a manager that is, that cares about where you're going, will listen to you. Maybe you want to be the best darn teller there ever was and that's awesome so let's make you the model teller or you want you want to be the cfo one day all right well here's a plan to earn it this is what it would look like you got to do all the a b c and d we're not guaranteeing you anything but we're going to lay out a plan you know job shadowing education development etc to, to get you there if that's what you want to build for yourself and then finally third is all about um it's technology, it's development plan, and then it's big projects. Letting you own a project, like what's a project you can take ownership in? Guess what? You're probably gonna mess up a piece of it and that's okay as long as you got and, that. And
2: you the owner have to be okay with that.
0: Oh yeah. It's the eighty, twenty percent rule, right? Like let's make sure that We're, we're, we're dealing with 20% that's not affecting our clients rather than 80% that's blowing up in our face. And, and so I do think entrepreneurs, like if you're anything like me, I love perfection. I love all that good stuff. I have been practicing personally on letting it go. You gotta let things go and you gotta give people the space to learn and to grow and, and to, to own a project and not be afraid that something's gonna get messed up. Something will happen. It might be the first time we do it, but it's not generally a first time for whatever the software company, the implementation practices, right? So we've got to let people grow. Share with them. I'm anticipating something's going to break, guys. I get it. That's okay. I support you. Let's go, right? Like Having those pieces in place, Those folks are going to want to build, and they're going to want to earn it, and they're going to brag about the cool stuff they're doing, and guess what? They're not going to look, and that's what you want. You want them to be committed to your mission and your vision.
2: I think it's all too often that business owners, and certainly small business owners, don't even give a lot of thought to the mentality of their their workers and employees. In other words, put themselves in the shoes of that person. It's more like just shut up and do your work. Mm, mm-hmm. And, and it, it is just unsuccessful. One of the things that I have noted is that some of the companies that I've worked with who are really on the grow, mm-hmm. they will attract for, for, for positions that do not pay well, extraordinarily talented people. And the reason for that is simple, because they know when a company is growing, think about your own company. If it's stagnating and it's not growing, you can't do this. When it's growing, they know there's going to be new locations, there's going to be new positions opening up, and they know that they can go places Mm -hmm. within this company. Mm -hmm. If your company has stagnated and all the people who are in leadership have the same last name, what does that tell everybody? (laughs)
3: Absolutely.
0: Where's the growth opportunity? I think you bring up a great point, you know. If you look at your industry peers and you see benefits and salary and benefits, compensation, whatever that might be, and you're above your peers that's a good thing. That means you're hiring talent up as long as everyone doesn't have the same last name, right? But I had a director once say that to me that, well, don't we want to be a little above peers? Because that means we're growing. We're hiring a talent above and we're hiring for the future, not necessarily for the past, right? Or we're putting money into development for our our great A players so they can continue to lead, have opportunity right here. You know, another great uh, thing that the same gentleman shared with me is he said, "Who's the person on your team that you're worried about? Don't wait for them to come ask you. Go give them some more money now. Absolutely. Surprise them.
2: How but to keep, can you imagine that? Yeah, it's but it but it's, How it's a regular awesome thing. Is
0: that it's, like I just gotta say that made someone feel real real good.
2: Well, it is it, it is it is uh, somebody who actually is thinking about it, and that's what you need to do. So think about what can you do to retain and to grow new talent and spend a little time thinking about that. We're going to take another break, and we'll be right back with Alicia Webb from Village Bank. This is Weathering the Economic Storm and How You Can Thrive. We'll be right back. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures, on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience with Regardless of how much money you spend this is Todd's customer for life philosophy take it from me there really is no other jewelry store you can't go wrong with golden treasures in St. Paul 651-227-2711 that's 651-227-2711
0: are you looking for a bank that supports entrepreneurs like you if you're searching for a bank to grow with you and your business I would like to welcome you to our village village bank Hi, I'm Alicia Webb, President and Vice Chair of Village Bank. I'm honored to lead Village Bank, an entrepreneur's bank that was built by an entrepreneur and for entrepreneurs. Starting a business and then maintaining it requires mindset. It's important for business owners to realize that financial statements aren't just for their bankers and accountants. Knowing your numbers will help build the foundation for you and a healthy and successful business. You don't have to be a financial expert nor a banker, but you do need to understand a few key financial documents and metrics to make your business successful. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn or visit us at villagebankonline.com. It takes a village to accomplish your business goals. And be sure to tune in to cover your assets the last Saturday of every month to fill your entrepreneurial cup of ambition and start your Saturday off right with me, Alicia Webb, and our village, Village Bank.
3: Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com.
4: at kim at
2: You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. I uh, hope you're enjoying the show. Um, another piece that we were talking about at break is the fact that you... Very possibly want to revise your business plan. Now, I know there's a handful of you out there saying, what business plan? But if you have a business plan, and you should, and you're following that, and that's a part of your goals that you set at the beginning of the year that you're pursuing throughout the year and and looking at metrics all the time. Maybe you want to take a look at that business plan and make some adjustments or changes. And Alicia, you were talking about some of the things that that somebody might want to do to be able to revise their business plan and and become more effective.
0: Absolutely. You're an entrepreneur. So be nimble like an entrepreneur. You may have thought that purchasing equipment was the best, you know, the best thing out there. So you have this plan that every quarter you're going to take your net profit and uh, invest in new software for the equipment that you have there. And now you can't get that software or you don't have the raw materials to run on your equipment. So revise the plan. What or you, gonna...
2: or you don't have the demand for the end product.
0: Exactly. So what are you going to do differently? Are you going to hire differently? Are you going to train up differently are you going to uh, not invest in software today but maybe invest in the plant maybe invest in real estate you decide maybe you're going to take it all in as income come and buy a boat like we've talked about in the past <laughs> that's up to you but i think looking at that forecast and saying what's on track what's not on track and then sitting down with your team and asking the why i i, I think first of all you might know the why But ask your team what the why is. A, they might not know when that's a problem. B, they might come up with something that you didn't know, and that's awesome. That's an awesome problem to have, right? So to have those conversations with them, you know, we sit down monthly and go through our board packets, and we all know what we're looking about, but when you get some real smart villagers in the same room and you let them talk, we always, I see different trends and I see different relationships being built. And that's important for retention. That's important for opportunity on that income statement. The other piece I'd say is talking with your clients. So you might think you're like full steam ahead, you got the software, you got the equipment, you're not having any retention issues. What if you what if your, um, customers are? What if things are changing for them? What if they're about to lose business or they can't get debt in place because all they did was buy boats? I think there's a lot of things. Take them out for a beer. Sit down and ask them how they're doing. Ask them what their plans are for the future. Um, where, where, where are their clients at? Are they planning on hiring? Do they still like the business? You know, COVID, I mean, go on and on and on. Top 20 questions to ask your clients. You know, I can email me and I'll give you a big list. But those are the things that you want to get them talking. So you're hearing if anything's going to change on your end. I think that is so important. And then lastly, you know, what's your 10-year strategy? We always talk about 10-year strategy. And then you do the five-year. And then you do the three-year. And then you've got the one-year. What goals do you need to hit to get there? Has that changed? What do you have to do to pivot to get to where you're going now? Are you on track still? Has anything changed? I mean, people get divorced. People die. Things change. Like, let's start to talk about has that 10-year strategy changed? Has that five-year strategy changed? One year, are you on track to do it or not? We found that... You know, for our three year plan, one in year one and two, boom, like we passed it one year. We were already at our three year. So then we had to readjust. Well, this year things look a little different. So we're reforecasting, not changing our 10, our five, our three, but we're reforecasting the last quarter to say, what does that look like? Cause there's new opportunity right now.
2: So so what worked in the past may not work in the future, but there's still great opportunities. You just got to find them.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, listen, you don't need that old hat you've got or that great pair of dancing shoes. Just put them in a box, dust them off, put them up there, though, because the market will shift again. And then you know your tricks. You know what works. I mean, really, like, this is what's fun right now. This is what's fun. Like, going out and having these great conversations and seeing who's thinking about what and what are they doing. Because then you find the opportunity, Todd.
2: It's a a really hard thing for me not to go in this direction, because I know that so much of what happens with a volatile workforce might have something to do with people's own personal quality of life or Mm -hmm. stability. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, because we are a consumer driven economy. People who are employees are focused on having an endless, insatiable lifestyle, which puts them in a compromised position financially, and they're continually looking for more money because they're constantly overspending their income. If they have stability, that becomes less of a pressing issue. Is there anything that you could do within your company to bring some... Uh, degree of understanding of just basic proper money management to, to make more stability in their lives and have more stability within your company as a result.
0: Well, you better have a good banker. <laughs> and your banker better be willing to of go course. out and offer mortgage programs to your village, to your team, to your employees, be able to set them up with direct deposit, make sure they got great DDAs or checking accounts where they don't have a lot of fees, talk to them about online banking, maybe they talk to them about making an extra, extra mortgage payment a month. Remember, just because you've got some great bankers that can come out and buy your team lunch and talk to them about finance opportunities those bankers can't tell you anything about them you don't need to tell them the banker anything let those relationships develop between bankers and your team i think that is so important so vital the other thing i think about too is as the owner what do you talk about right like what do you talk about if you're talking about your boat all day or are you talking about your family and the relationships that you've built
2: be conscious what they're hearing mm-hmm. this has uh, been a great show alicia thank you so much for joining me Hope you guys enjoy it. Last Saturday of August, how is it even possible that the summer has flown mm. by so quickly? Guys, remember something. Your job is to turn lemons into lemonade. Think about it. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.